Welcome to Voices of Cathet, a podcast which weaves together the stories of our region into a beautiful tapestry. We are Woven Threads Cathet, a youth-led nonprofit aimed at social change through storytelling with compassion. We are grateful to reside on the traditional lands of the Lahaman Nation. Habari zamchana. Good afternoon everyone. My name is Lucia Kihio and I'm greeting you in Kiswahili, the language of Swahili people on East Coast of Africa. I'm a grade 11 student at Brook Secondary School. I was born and raised in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. I'm your host for this special two-part episode series. Thanks for joining us. Karibu sana. We welcome you all. Hi everyone. Welcome to a special two-part episode of Voices of Cathet. My name is Ella and I am a homestay parent here in Powell River on Tlaaman territory and we are interviewing Lucia Kehio. Lucia Kehio today who's one of our founding members of Woven Threads Cathet and one of the founders of this podcast. Yeah. So we thought we'd do a two-part episode today where I get to interview Lucia and then she's going to interview me because we wanted to share our stories and show you how they're woven together in inextricable and beautiful ways. When you say so? Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get started with our first question. Why don't you tell us, Lucia, who you are and how you came to Cathet? My name is Lucia Kihio and I'm from Tanzania. I live in Dar es Salaam in Tanzania. It's like at the coast and it's actually really beautiful and I don't know, I can say that because I'm that's my home and I love it. The environment is just like busy and warm compared to here. I used to go to school, a boarding school at Kings and uh, yeah, and my mom used to work for Ella, who is now my sponsor. And I got like a I can say a surprise actually because I was from school and then I came home and then she, I got like an information that I don't know I got a scholarship or something like that and I was just like what me it was very good I was so surprised it was like, very kind of her and I got to come to Canada and now I'm attending school at Brooks and I'm a grade 11 student amazing yeah yeah I used to live in Tanzania that's how we know each other it was pretty amazing getting to know your mom who has really put so much of her life dedicated to you. Yeah, I know. It's it's maybe I can say because I'm the only child, so my mom is just like I got to do everything. She's my only child in this world. So yeah, she is a very strong woman. She is, yeah. She raised you along with raising your younger aunt, which is her younger sister. And yeah. You you're saying so calmly about the time that we surprised you about this, but essentially <laughs> I know <it laughs> essentially so our family knowing that we wanted to bring you to Canada, it took like a year and a half of planning on oh, our end. Yeah. And we wanted to bring you here and we were like, how can we sponsor somebody to come? Like what do we need to do? How would that work? And slowly after a lot of questions we figured it out. And I remember sitting in I I live in Westview. We live in Westview and I was sitting out one night and I couldn't sleep because I thought if I tell your mom that there's a possibility that we can bring you to Canada for school, I better make sure it can happen yeah. because I would never want to get someone's hopes up about something so exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I I couldn't sleep and I went downstairs and looked out up at the stars and I thought 
oh, I hope this is going to work. I really hope she can come. <laughs> and then there was this beautiful shooting star that just went right across the sky, across the ocean, into the mountains. And wow. I thought, okay, I think this is going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good sign. Yeah. And then we had written a letter that had basically said that you were going to be coming to Canada. And we asked when you got home from boarding school for yeah. you to read it. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember that. And you were so tired. I was so tired because it was just like the first day at home from school. So, yeah. And it was really funny. Like when I got like your surprise excuse was like, Naya wrote you a letter. You should like read it. And I was just like, really? Naya? Yeah. Naya our, our, was our three-year-old daughter at the time. Yeah. So... I was just like, okay, let me read it. It's for Naya, you see? But like reading it, it was just like, wow, this letter is not from Naya. Like a scholarship, I was so surprised. Like I just started crying. I was just like, wow, this is like so kind, like so kind of them. I actually did not expect that. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah. We yeah. were connecting from, from Canada. So yeah, it was pretty exciting to share that with you. And we are so happy that, you were able to come here and um, can you tell us a bit more like what what was life at boarding school like because I know for example here most students go to school and they come home to their families and they get to talk to them all the time so what what's boarding school like in Tanzania? Boarding school in Tanzania is just like you have to go to school for example like because here school starts on September but there like the year starts uh, in uh, January it's continuously you're not allowed to talk to your parents you can see your parents like for those three months but like it depends with the school but the school I was going to like we had like visiting days where your parents come you get to spend time with them for the whole day every student loved that day it was the best days and uh, also I can say that the life in boarding school like nearby you so you just have to like move from the class and to the dormitory all the time you're in class and the classes are like so long like here school hours are like very short because the school starts at 9 a.m and ends at 3 20 p.m but there our school starts at 5 a.m it ends at 10 p.m at night so 5 a.m to 10 p.m yep and for most of the year you don't get to talk at all to your family you don't have computers and phones i know you just have the visiting day which is maybe once every couple of months yeah it's only twice a year twice a year yeah so what kind of things would your mom bring you on visiting day oh my god mostly food yeah because <laughs> like who doesn't miss the food from home like Mama's food is all those. Okay, so I feel like you got to share the story now that you told me about the girls <laughs> that were younger and what they did. I can't believe I'm sharing this. Okay. <laughs> so it was Sunday afternoon. One of the girls in our upper class, because at that time I was in Form 3, because our classes are just like Form 1, Form 2, Form 3, and Form 4. That's all level. So I was in Form 3, and Form 4 are they like, the senior students at school. One of the girls had like the dormitory keys. She went and opened the door to the dormitory and she went with her five friends, something like that. She just went to the side of Form 3 and they started like taking our things and everything like soap, um, some of the few clothes which were like new, school stuff like pencils, books, rulers. All the supplies that I your know. parents had just brought for I you. I know. So yeah. when it was time for going back to the dormitory, I, I can't find my, my soap. I can't find my book. I can't find... Why is everyone complaining? I should go and check mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I opened mine and I was just like, oh my God. 
like they took like everything and everything in my trunk was new that was so painful because i was just like no what am i gonna do like i need equipment for my exam so it was actually not nice but yeah but then the the teachers got involved and they searched to try to find all of the things and you yeah. were saying to me that they couldn't find everything and then they were going in somebody's giant box of soap powder for washing clothes yeah. and inside the box what did they find every student has like a very big bucket of soap powder so like inside the soap powder they found like pencils new socks oh we also used cups Mm-hmm. So they found like so many things and they were just like, what are these things doing in a bucket of soap powder? And they were just like, I decided to put them there. Like, that's like a very, <laughs> I don't know, ridiculous excuse. Who puts their cup inside a bucket of soap powders? They said sorry, but like, it wasn't like a genuine sorry. Yeah. Like that. We, we decided not to perform in their graduation because it was the last year. And so the teachers had to come and like talk to us and like say like, you know, there's life after school. So you guys really need to like forgive them and everything. Because like every single student in Form 3 was just like, I'm not going to perform anything for their graduation. Because like what they done, we all refused. After some months, like almost to graduation, we actually said yes and we decided to perform. And what did you perform? Well, mostly it's just like singing, dancing, the traditional dance like Ngoma. I think it's worth sharing this story because it highlights what it's like, of course, to be in boarding school in I Tanzania. Know. Yeah, it's really hard, actually. Yeah. You have to like be independent and you have to do everything for yourself. You're like you're learning how to like live alone. So that brings me to the next point of asking you about coming from this boarding school environment where you don't get to talk to your family much and things are much more strict. I mean, you were telling me the other day when we went to the vegetable garden here in Westview and you were saying, oh, this reminds me of punishment at school. So yeah, what kinds of things would they do to punish you if, if you were, quote, bad, you yeah. did something wrong? So most of like most of the punishment is just like they hit you with a stick uh, on your hand, mm-hmm. and for the boys they get hit on their butt. <laughs> so yeah, other kind of punishment is just like going to the school farm, dig some holes <laughs> in the very hot sun, like thirty five degrees. So hot, and we were like shaving. It's a, it was like bald, like no hair, and then it on was, your heads. Yeah, yeah. No, you no can't have hair. hair at school. You can't have hair at school. It was like so hot. The sun was the sun was like shining on our heads. Like the heat was, I don't know. It was so bad. Like you can get headache or something like that. So farming in a hot weather, it was actually a very bad punishment. So like everyone was scared of that. So someone was was just like, I'd rather get heat. With a stick rather than going to the farm. (laughs) So, yeah. So it's much more fun, of course, being here in Canada and, you know, things like what you've said, bullying and bad behavior happens everywhere. Yeah. But I like that from these stories, you said you guys came together as a group and decided to rise above it. Yeah. Which is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that brings me to my next question around Woven Threads Cathet. Yeah. So why are you a co-founding director of this youth-led organization? And what are you hoping to do through this work? Woven Thread Cathet, it's an organization which we like thought about it and thought like the voices of the youth are like very important. I I learned that because I saw like one of the few students at school at at Brooks where I just joined, one of the few students who are like from Africa experiencing this 
new things and learning all this stuff like because the life we are like from and here it's so different so we are like trying to bring ourselves all, all of us together mostly with the, the other students and every everybody else so like bringing ourselves together the main purpose of the woven thread cathed it's great and i know that you've talked a lot as a group about how there's definitely some tension going on in the world right now and yeah. also in our community yeah. and sometimes we are so focused on our own values yeah. that it's hard to step back and see the big picture and I love that Salia another one of the founding members has said yeah. you know but what unites us is love and yeah. stories and community yeah. mm -hmm. and love wins and so I think even your stories from boarding school it shows the character of your heart of yeah. even though things are tough you still come together. Yeah, that's true. And I love that all of you have said, you know, we know what it's like to be new yeah. to this community and people have been so kind. Yeah. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. Let's focus on positive things, you know? Yeah. I was wondering if you could share a little bit about how you realized Canada is different because I know we joke about it, you and I now, but <laughs> your first week at school, you got to take like careers planning class, which yeah. was new. Yeah. And there was lots of surveys and questions to do with colors. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think these are things that are very different between your culture yeah. and what would be called the culture of so-called Canada. Mm -hmm. But of course, Canada is this melting pot of many, many different cultures yeah. of people who have come to this land and come to a land that has been occupied for thousands of years, yeah. such as in our community by the Tla'aman peoples. So tell us a little bit, a bit, bit about your experience when you arrived. I joined at Brooks as I said and I got to be in a careers life education which one of the class like I've never even like been to like I've never even experienced like I don't know what the class was about actually isn't it like is to know your career right but like the first week at school our teacher was just like asking these questions which were like how do you feel and what color is your day and I was just like what color is my day hmm I don't know blue and the teacher asked why and I was just like because maybe the sky is blue and I was just, <laughs> just just like oh okay yeah fine yeah that's good and I was just like okay I was just like actually I don't know I've never got to be asked this question like most how I feel and I was just like wow this is like so different from our country like we don't they don't actually like I don't know ask us questions like that I was just like this is so different like what color is your day okay <laughs> what weather are you feeling and I was just like oh what weather am I feeling this question is like weird actually the weather like that question like which weather are you feeling I actually didn't answer that because I was just like I don't know, can you pass? Because I don't know, it's just like what, there were like new questions and I was just like, I don't know what to answer actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was a new experience for me. For sure. And it's it's often difficult for a lot of people because I think those types of questions are meant to help you pause and look internally Yeah. and figure out what am I feeling and where am I feeling it and why. And for a lot of us, that's really hard to do. And so being vulnerable and thinking about it. And then even if you realize, let's say you were feeling blue because you were feeling low that day, then you think, do I want to share with others that I'm feeling this way? Well, no, yeah, in our society, we're supposed to be strong and happy and I'm yellow like the sun, you know? Yeah. 
And I think it's really important to recognize that people can be all different colors and that all of them are okay. And so I remember chatting with you and saying, you know, you were laughing going, this school is is weird. They're asking what color I am. (laughs) Like they don't take this seriously, you know? And I was saying, well, that's that's because there is a focus on emotions differently Mm -hmm. than the schools that, that you've been to in the past. But you were reminding me about how you leave your family very early on to go to boarding school. And so what's it like when you have emotions? Where do you go? What do you do with them? Since I started like a boarding school, like since when I was like in grade three, I got to learn how to like manage my own feelings and my um, my own um, emotions because I was just like, I don't know who to go to because like I'm the only child to my mom and like everything, I tell like everything to my mom and I'm in boarding school and I'm my mom is not around, so I learned how to like avoid some of the emotions. Like when I feel sad, I just no, you're fine. Just like this mind, yeah, I can say like I was disminding a lot. I was like not concentrating in my feelings. Like I can feel sad, but like I'll be just like no, I'm not sad anymore. Like I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be. Fine. I just got to be that way. So that's why like some of the times like it was like very. It's hard for me to like express my feelings and my emotions because that's how I grew up most of the time. Because like. We spend like nine months a year in boarding school. So most of the time we're in school and we just have to like learn how to be independent Mm -hmm. and do everything for ourselves. Yeah. And I know that for a lot of us in the community here too, that's how we were raised. Yeah. Is you just, you know, even my family who, who emigrated from the UK, there's a saying that you can actually still buy like bumper stickers for the back of your car mm. or signs and they sell them to tourists of keep calm and carry on, Yeah, which means keep it inside and it will be fine. Yeah. And I think classes like the careers course you took weirdly in a way have forced you to have to reflect and be like, well, if I'm putting those emotions away, what about other emotions too? Like, who am I? And what do I want to be? Yeah, it was hard, like, like noticing, like, who am I? Like, who do I want to be? Like, what should I do to, like, get in this point? It was, like, so hard for me. So that class actually really helped me. That's great. Yeah. What advice would you give to people who maybe are feeling so many things and they're overwhelmed and they just want to ignore it? Do you think that there's anything they can do to try to lean into that and we can support each other in a community? If you're like feeling something, you should get someone who you're like, who you actually trust and like talk talk to her, like talk to that person, like tell her everything you're feeling and that person will help you like if it that person is a very close person to you and like that person like trusts you and you like trust each other that's a like very good way of like taking away your feelings like taking out all the tension you're just like i'm just gonna free myself like i don't want to keep this inside so that's actually really good i started practicing that so it actually it's actually very good because i'm always like keeping everything to myself so you should just like go out and try like me i tried and now i feel perfect I can know, like, I know my emotions now. I can, like, tell how I'm feeling. Yeah. That's great. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Well, I think that that leads me to my next exciting question, which is about the things that you're loving to do in Cathet. Because there are other things people do, like exercise and different mindful activities. And for you... You've been doing something pretty exciting thanks to a wonderful lady. So can you can you tell us a little bit about that? I can say uh, since it's uh, like a new organization and it's mostly like for youth, we can do different 
things, right? We can like get to interview people and talk to each other, sharing our stories. And I don't know, maybe someone out there will learn something and it will change their lives. We have so many plans to do, so many activities. I'm thinking of, I don't know, meeting together as youth, do something fun, like play or something like that. Yeah. Because I have a game like from my home country. We actually play netball so much. So, and I came to Canada and like no one knows that game. I was just like, do you, anyone of you like play netball? And they're just like, what is netball? And I'm just like, oh, wow. So I guess when we like get to meet each other, we can do fun activities. Like we, I, I can teach you how to play netball because it's one of my favorite games. And I understand that Mrs. Leach put you on the spot and said, hey, yeah. teach your whole class. So you were teaching your <laughs> Yeah, your I was class. not expecting that actually, but it was really fun. And I, it was I don't know. I I got so happy when like the students actually loved the game and I was just like, "Wow, I got to teach something and like people actually love it." So that that was good. Yeah. And tell us about the wonderful Sheila. Oh, wow. Sheila. Sheila is amazing. Sheila, I don't know how to know what to say, but like Sheila is a very great woman. I love music. I can say that in Tanzania, I could like do most of like music stuff and everything because you have to like pay for everything like most of the time. But Sheila, um, since she's she knows my mom and she works with my mom, so she got to give me like a free piano lessons, free guitar lessons. So now I can like learn and singing and singing. So now I can do everything about music I love. She is amazing. Like thanks so much to her. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I think it's wonderful that by, for you practicing being more open and vulnerable yeah, and sharing your story, not just your past story, but your future story of who you want to become and what you love, mm -hmm. people in our community come together. Yeah, And at Christmas, they provided us with so many gift cards oh, and things yeah. to help our family yeah, with food. It was so good. And we could have a big blend of a traditional Christmas with Tanzania food and yeah. Canadian quote Canadian what is Canadian food because of <laughs> course we know the, the context but yeah. we got to have lots of different things and I think it's great that again Woven Threads Cathat is a group of you who each have your own story yeah and you bring that energy and that excitement and that love for people together so why don't you tell us as, a, as our last question where are you hoping to go in future and what are your plans for the summer so I can start with the plans. Uh, so in summer, we're like planning on to do something which is like related to back in my home country, Tanzania, whereas I got the opportunity to come um, in a very beautiful country, Canada, where that I can get like a very good education compared to my home country. I want to share this because, you know, like I left people who I know and who love me and care about me. So I have to share this. So we're going to do some programs in Tanzania, which are like related to youth. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be very exciting. In future, I've always wanted to be to be a doctor since a young age. So <laughs> I actually didn't know what kind of doctor I want to be since I came to Canada. And I just found like, I don't know, my husband just told me that there's like so many job aspects I don't know what doctor I want to be and she just showed me like a very long list of big, of different doctors that I was just like, oh my God, now I can choose which doctor I want to be. 
see what I love to do and what I actually want to do in future and what I care about. And I was just like, I actually love kids. Maybe I should be a doctor who like treats kids. So now I want to be a pediatrician. And that's very exciting. Yeah. So you're hoping to go to university in Canada. Yeah. Win a scholarship. Win a scholarship. I know you're involved with the Interact Club through Rotary here in Powell River, in the city of Powell River. And um, you get to hopefully volunteer with the local hospital here as well. Yeah. So there's lots of opportunities. And would you say that to embrace those opportunities, you've been vulnerable and put yourself out there and had Mm -hmm. courage? Yeah. And has that been easy? No, really. But I don't know. I can say that I'm that kind of person who likes like wants to like try something so i'm just like i know you like you're scared lucia but you have to do it you gotta do it so yeah i just did my best i tried and yeah it works so thank you for this interview it's it's a longer special and what brings us together is wanting to learn from each other yeah so if you were a color what would you be at the end of this podcast (laughs) well i can say a yellow because i love yellow I love it. It's my favorite. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity to interview you as a guest host on your podcast. (laughs) I know. Thank you, too. And uh, we will look forward to the next episode.